We are live. Just, I can't help myself. <laughs> that was one of our. <laughs> that was a little bit of a fizzer, I think, from where I was sitting. <laughs> okay. All right. G'day, guys. How is everybody? My name's Crafty and or Craig, but everyone calls me Crafty. This is Aussie Craft Distillers shooting the shit. Uh, this is our little YouTube podcast talking to people in the industry, talking to distillers, talking to people that run bars, talking to maltsters, talking to cooperers. And tonight, tonight, we've got We're not Alex. talking to any of those. No, we're not. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're talking to Alex Darlingberg. I run bars. I run, you run bars. bars. You run anymore. bars. But you do more yeah. than run bars. I'm still running bars. <laughs> yeah, Todd, stop being so specific there. I haven't oh. left yet. <laughs> Not yet. Alex, jump, whiskey culture. my grave this quick. <laughs> G'day, guys. How are you? Uh, we're good. I'm good. I'm good. So we'll go around the table first. So I introduce myself. Down in the Brady Bunch uh, down the bottom is Luke, local nerd, distiller, uh, brewer, whiskey lover, spirit lover, and uh, fellow Blackgate Whiskey World Whiskey Day uh, weekend attendee. How are you going, Luke? I am good. I'm very yeah? good. Excited Excellent. to be back. Now it's all good to be back. And then on the other Brady Bunch, Brady Bunch side is my good mate, my creative partner, the Todd, otherwise known as Todd. And Todd, Todd yeah. you're here, which is good to be. So we're all here now. We've got a rip into it. We've got a big session. We've got one hour. The clock is starting. Let's go. So, Alex, what's what are you drinking tonight? What's what are you drinking in? What's in your glass? Oh, I have a manager's choice single cast selection from Talisker. It was bottled Ooh. in 1994. Um, sorry, bottled in 2009 and distilled in 1994. It's 58.8%. Wow. Right. And there is a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit left. Right. It'll set the tone tonight. She's All a bit right. of a fancy dram, that one. Fancy. Yeah. Well, I got something a little bit fancy, and this is Australian. So this has been in the shed for a couple of weeks now, and I must say I'm really enjoying it. So this, if I can get the label around right, is a Shiraz Brandy single cast, amphibious. And this oh, is yeah, that's some pretty good stuff. Eh? Mm. Drinks like a single malt. Mm. So it's it's uh, what is it? It's forty percent ABV, and it's beautiful. And I'm drinking in my black blank hand glass because this really fucks with your head when you drink in black glass. <laughs> so, Fair enough. That's good. Right. So it goes with the rest um, of your blackness. Yes. It's on. A black night. What are you on, Luke? Oh, I'm yes, a little special. Oh, wow, eh? It was a fine that came out of the yeah. Black Dead wasn't it? It was uh, just amazing to taste this for the first time. Uh, so this is Australia's only uh, tequila, for uh, to say it uh, colloquially, uh, but it's actually known as ASP or agave spirit, and it's all completely uh, grown, harvested, and um, uh, done all in Australia. 
uh, in uh, Narrabri, New South Wales. And it's, again, it fucks with your head because you look at it and it looks like, it looks like a whiskey. Mm-hmm. It smells slightly different to a whiskey, um, but, oh, my God, it's moreish. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's awesome. Okay, Todd, what are you on? And we'll rip into it. I Ooh. managed to get the ginger beer cask. Oh, nice. Starwood. So this arrived in the post today, so I haven't tried it yet, so I'm just oh, cracking yeah. the bottle now. And you're bringing uh, that to the tomorrow. I might bring it out to the shed tomorrow, maybe. What do you mean you might bring it out to the shed? You're not gonna you're not gonna drink my Hobart stuff if you don't bring that out to the shed. <laughs> I got a selection of beer casks, thanks to John Jarvis. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Very nice. All right, guys, let's go. Alex. Yes, my darling. You? Who are you? Tell us who you are, <laughs> where you came from, and what you're doing. The ironic <laughs> thing is, Alex is probably more well known. I know. Three of us put together. <laughs> yeah. And we're asking you, who are this is, you? This is for international followers. All two of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm Alex. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. No, um, my name's Alex. I uh, have worked in bars and restaurants and nightclubs and pubs since uh, I was legally old enough to. Um, I have a love of whiskey, which kind of took me down the road of taking on small venues, small specialty venues um, based in whiskey, I suppose. Uh, for the last four and a half years, I have been working with the Speakeasy Group um, with Greg and Sven, who are wonderful people. And I have been running and opening venues for them. And probably the most well-known one we've opened for them is Mjolnir, which has been my baby for four and a half years. Which is an awesome place. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times, and I've never eaten so much bone marrow <laughs> and enjoyed um, every single bit of it. That and, bone luge is amazing. Oh Whiskey in the bone marrow. That, yeah, so oh, it, that's a bone luge. So I was on a trip to Kentucky with Wild Turkey, um, and Jimmy Russell comes up to me. And he's like, pick up your piece of bone. We've just eaten bone marrow in this amazing restaurant, um, which is just near the Meatworks uh, in Louisville. And he's like, pick up your bone. And I was like, where's this going? Like (laughs) all the white man telling me to pick up a bone. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play with this. Um, (laughs) All right, here we go. And he's like, put it to your mouth. And I'm like, oh, shit, what the fuck is this? And there you go. That's one swear word. Um, and he poured whiskey down the bone uh, into my mouth, and I thought it was the greatest thing on this earth. And um, that's how bone leisures came to Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to have them in the restaurant. So we, we do it a bit differently. We flame up the bone, uh, which actually melts down all the fats and oils in the bone that's left over from the marrow. And yeah. then while it's still hot, we pour the whiskey down uh, the bone and into your mouth and the whiskey collects all the fats and the oils and the juiciness of the marrow. Right. Um, and we do it with Highland Park 12, which was the one that was actually best matched doing it. Wow. Yeah, wow. It makes a lot of sense too because that, that, those fats and, and proteins and all that, would, would it changes the 
the consistency of the whiskey. As, as, as it's going through, the mouthfeel changes quite dramatically. Yeah. It enhances Absolutely. the whole experience. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's really cool. So that's one of the cool things we do at Mjolnir. For those of you at home that don't know what Mjolnir is, uh, it is a Viking den in uh, Redfern. Um, it's down the stairs past a beautiful Viking ship and into another world. Um, we specialise in meats, mostly served on the bone, um, and vegetables that are absolutely amazing. Taking you back to, like, we, we like to say traditional Scandi Scandinavian methods served in a modern way. So what would Thor be drinking if he was on Earth at well, the moment? Drinking, drinking, drinking eating. Yeah. So um, we've got some we got some pretty cool booze on the back bar that I'm really mm. proud of. I'm actually I'm actually leaving the the company very soon, and I think that's the thing I'm most sad of is leaving that whiskey collection. Yeah. How often do you just have a little sneaky taster? Of, oh, uh, I don't. No, because that's breaking the rules. Oh. I can't enforce the rules if I break the rules. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm very by the book. Is there a bottle that's on the back shelf there that you will be particularly sad to to sort of wave goodbye to and just give a little little a little pat and a stroke as you as you walk out the door? Um, there are a couple of bottles. Um, obviously, we did a. Um, I'll miss the Mjolnir Highland Park collaboration. Mm. Um, there's only a couple of hundred bottles left in Australia of that. So mm. once that's done, that's done and dusted. Um, but we actually received the entire last bottling by Samaroli, so the whole collection. So he's an Italian mm. bottler, independent bottler. Oh, wow. So we had the whole collection. Um, and the reason why I have this at home is because we got told that with the bottles when they're empty, which this one is now, um, we need to smash them purely because collectors will pay a lot of money for the bottles to mm. then fill them up and sell them as originals. Wow. So I have one to smash, and I think that's going to be my farewell when I get home on on the 11th of June is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smash this bottle. Mm. Sounds so. like something you should do around a fire. and. <laughs> well, I can definitely have a fire in the backyard some, here. Some sacrificial <laughs> drums and uh, yeah. Yeah, make it around the fire to then smash the bottle. Yeah, absolutely. Well, who wasn't, who wasn't naked under the, the blood moon last night? Oh. <laughs> it was too freaking cold. <laughs> so I, I put a poll up on my Instagram basically saying who was, yeah. who was, who was yeah. naked and drinking whiskey yeah. under the blood moon last night. I now have a list <laughs> <laughs> of all the naked people yeah. that were running around last night in their backyards being creepers, just like me. Um, I have a list and I know who you all are now. If only Google Earth did really good night shots. Oh, man, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been very funny, actually. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was It was really cool. We, um, so out, out of Capity, uh, so it was cloudy and then, then it cleared. Um, it cleared so perfectly. It did, yeah, yeah. And it was, um, it was a freezing night, though, last night. But, um, yeah, when the eclipse came through, just total darkness. It, it was really a, a surreal experience, to be honest. Mm. But the red, the red moon, the blood moon, yeah, that was uh, there's some mm. very cool photos around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, some gorgeous photos from everywhere. Yeah. So apart from running bars, um, my daddy's farmer. Um, yep. He's a barley farmer. Um, yep. He's growing everything. Um, I remember corn harvest, rice harvest, 
all of that from when I was a tiny little girl. Wow. Um, so he's a farmer. I love getting back home. I consider myself a country girl. I drive across the Harbour Bridge every day with my cowboy boots on, blasting Luke Combs, and that's my kind of fuck you to being in the city. There's two. Um, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, I live in Sydney and I, I, I love having the best of both worlds and I really believe that I do. I get the best out of the city and I get the best out of the country. Yeah, so, so that's interesting. So there are two very distinct sides to Alex. There's the country Alex and there's the... I think they're all the same. <laughs> they're yeah. all the same. You bring the country into the bars? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just get a bit lippy with me around a table um, or get a bit drunk with, around a table and see how the country girl throws down. Um, yeah, I, I bring it to every aspect of my life. I mean... Uh, I did some jillarooing in the top end of Queensland and that really changed me as a person mm. Um, mm. when I was 18 years old. So I didn't quite come back the same little Northern Beaches girl um, I was when I left. Um, and I think that definitely changes me, like the perspective that I get mm. from the country of and the land from my dad and my previous experiences is huge. And I think so that that does bring a lot of... Then. I have, I have... In, in the country, you're, you're up in Queensland, you're yeah. Farm, you're over in the US and uh, just where Scotland. Haven't you been yet? Where haven't you been? I haven't done Japan yet. Ooh. Haven't done Japan? No. So that's been very high on my list. Um, mm. I've done lots of the states, lots of Scotland, um, Ireland. Um, I, I really need to get to Japan. That's my next. Exciting escape that I will have. Mm. Yeah, but I've been trying to mix it up between whiskey trips and like personal trips. Except they tend to now kind of intertwine, and I can't get away yeah. from whiskey because it's just so much of a passion now. Yeah. That's okay. How do you not go away? How do you go away and not go to a distillery nearby? Oh, I went to one of my best friend's weddings in New Zealand, and I was like in the bridal party. Um, and I was kind of like, hey, guys, I'm just going to have an afternoon off. <laughs> Went and found a distillery. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it does. It Which does one now. was it, Alex? Which one? In I didn't get in. They were closed. Uh, mm. So um, I found a nice winery instead, though. Yeah. And then I took myself up in a helicopter. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Was um, that around the Milford Sound area? Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. good helicopter ride, that one. Yeah, it is. Love I it. couldn't go on the glacier um, because of the weather conditions, but they got me up a big, beautiful mountain and flew me around. I just couldn't land. Cadrona. 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 Yeah, yeah. I drove past it. Yeah. It is beautiful. Yeah. It, it's, um, I, I don't know if you know, Alex, but originally, well, originally I still am, I'm a Kiwi. Oh, and, shit, that explains a lot. Yeah, it does. It does. But um, there's a distillery in a little wee town on the west coast of the South Island where I spent yeah. a lot of time as, as a child called Reefton. Mm -hmm. And Reefton's always been a really just cool spot. I mean, it's the first time alcohol ever touched my lips. A lot, you know, uh, 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 what do you call yeah, it? You uh, a child. You went, no, I wasn't a child. Was a child. <laughs> well, you, you, 
You started the story off as when I was a child and visited. When I was younger, younger. But it was, you know, when you do the lock-ins and that. So this was in the lock-in days of, of Reefton. Uh, but anyway, Reefton's got a uh, distillery. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. I just love the idea of a distillery in Reefton. I'm thinking, man, I've got to get back there and, and yeah, just go to Reefton and go, Walk down all the streets. I know the history. I know the place, and and to see a distillery. That's that's so cool. That's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. And it it leads to my my uh, question. I've got. You've got a real connection with the land, right? You you understand the grains. You understand the farming, and you have a real connection with with Australian distillers, a craft distillers. I mean, there's there's not too many craft distillers that. You don't know and 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 have some sort of relationship with. What do you like? What's appealing to you about what's going on in Australia in the craft distilling space? I'm just so proud of us all. I, like I'm proud of all of you because um, it's really it's it's really hard starting a distillery. It's really hard in Australia with taxes and all the money that you got to pay. And you're all mums and dads, distillers, and you're giving it a go. And I think that that's the Australian spirit is I'm going to make something, like, and we're creating an industry. And that's one of the things that I'm super proud of. Uh, and to talk and be proud of any of that and get to see you guys and meet you guys because, you know, I'm a bit of a fangirl of distillers, always have been. Um, you, got, you guys do the good work. Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So um, I'm really proud of the industry that uh, is growing. Um, obviously, it started a couple of years ago. Um, but the way it's growing, it's just it's looking so healthy and happy and I really feel that we're actually going to make a great shot and put a huge dent in the world of whiskey. Oh, that's, that's so cool. Hey, I just saw a comment. That you'll love this. So um, there's a guy called Ned Gahan who's head distiller of Waterford Distillery in, in oh, Ireland. Yeah. And Ned is a, is, a, is a good friend of ours. We, we shot a ship with him for two hours. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was a deep dive yeah. into Waterford and, and what they're up to in that. And um, Ned loves what's happening in, in, in Australia and, and what we're doing. We were actually, we, we were trying to do a hookup um, at Blackgate. Uh, yep. The World Weekend, but we we couldn't pull it off, unfortunately. So, Ned, it's good to see you on, mate. It's it's good to see you on, and uh, we still don't have Waterford in Australia, mate. We're still waiting patiently. Uh, it's uh, bring it, bring it. We're waiting. It's it's such a fantastic story. Hi, Ned. G'day. How you doing? And hi, Mum. Your mum. <laughs> your mum's everywhere. <laughs> oh, it's just like you, Crafty, with your entourage. My mum, my grandma, they're all on everything I do. <laughs> You've got to have your fan club. Got to have your yeah. fan club. Yeah, yeah. You're my number one. <laughs> you got to look after your number one fan. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Right, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to. Um, we've got a new segment, which is uh, we call it. Um, what do we call it? Two seconds or five seconds? Five seconds of fame oh, or two seconds? Oh, I, think it, I think it gets shorter yeah. every time and we've only done it twice. Well, it's probably two seconds. Can you but see the panic a... on my face right now? No, no, you're okay. You're okay. It, it's it's the, the Brady Bunch it's, character. It's this one here that's going to be a bit panicked. He's getting two seconds of fame and here we go. Two seconds of fame, the Todd, and go. 
What's your question? Come on, we've rehearsed this. Just <laughs> <laughs> all these faces. Okay, so so my question is what do you look for in a whiskey or a spirit when you're when you're out there looking for stuff to put on the bar? What grabs your attention? That's a good question. I know it's this is going to sound really arrogant and saying it's if I like it. Does that make sense? I mean, you can say that I like complexity and I like a dense spirit and a viscous spirit, um, but if I like it. And uh, I think that's a really terrible thing to say, but I have such a, a large range of whiskies that I love um, and I'm not just focused on cast strength, and um, which we have some cast strength monsters in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I mean people monsters, not whiskey monsters. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going that way. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I've, it really just comes down to if I like it. Now, I, I like most whiskey. I also am very, very aware that I have um, customers in that are going to love it as well. Um, or what I like, they may not. So there'll be some whiskies that I'll be like, meh, but that'll be a great entry whiskey. Or uh, we can shift someone from, say, single malt over to a grain whiskey with that. Or I can shift someone from a single malt to an American whiskey with that. So a lot of it is when we're building back bars, it's about a journey. Um, and one, if I like it, and two, if I can place it in a journey somewhere for one of the customers. Mm. Awesome. Is that all right? No, that was a fantastic answer. Like it's basically answer. if I like it or not. <laughs> so if you're... I would imagine you get a lot of new whiskey lovers or oh. pe people who, who hadn't previously enjoyed a whiskey or they had had a bad experience with uh, any of the bad men, uh, Jack, Jim, Oi. Johnny. Do you not talk Johnny, about my boyfriends like that. You're out of here. Bad experience. <laughs> Jack, Jim, Johnny, Jose, they're all my men. And uh, do not talk about them like that. All right, so... If you've had people who have had a bad experience and they're, they're wanting to get into whiskey or they've, they've just never drunk it, they've never had a dark spirit, where do you, where do you start them on their journey? Is there, is there somewhere that you're like, this is a good entry way into it? I have two different ways. One, we shove it down their throat either via the Mjolna hammer or a bone luge, or <laughs> I ask the question. It's an easy way of going, hey, do you, want, do you want to try whiskey? Yep, cool. We're just putting it down in an experience. And then yeah. it links whiskey to an experience. Yeah. And when we all talk about, like, everyone asks that question, what's your favourite whiskey memory? You remember that whiskey that you were drinking because of that memory. So yeah. a lot of that time, yeah. them drinking uh, either Balvenie 14-year-old carabine cask out of the hammer or drinking Highland Park 12-year-old through a piece of bone. Um, they're going to remember that, that moment and that experience. Um, but the other thing is I also start them where, uh, what, what flavour profiles do you like? What mm. do you like in, say, what spirit do you usually like? Um, and we go from there. So do you like sweet? Do you like salty? You do you like that. earthy? Yeah. yeah. And then you build, you go from there. Um, it's the same thing with cocktails. Um, when someone looks at our list, which is we've got 20 cocktails, uh, that are all house creations. They're all based loosely off uh, 
classic because that's most of the way we build lists in all bars. Yeah. What classics do you like? And that's a really good start to get someone in. It's the same thing with whiskey. What have you tried? What haven't you tried? What do you like? And then you start building it from there. Do you like fruity? Do you like dark chocolate? Do you like red fruits? And do you like herbal? So another thing is you can take it back to tea or coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a whole, whole flavour wheel to work with. You've generally got five main flavours. And if you start there and you find the one they do, then you can do your offshoots in that flavour wheel that we all see so many times. Um, and that's one of the ways, the greatest ways to build an experience for someone. Um, it generally takes me two or three, probably two, to get a whiskey. Um, I haven't had to go three in a while for someone that hasn't had whiskey that, to turn around and go, holy shit, I actually drink that. I can drink that. Mm-hmm. And there you go. That's three swear words. Um, so it's, it's pretty, I've had girlfriends, like my girls that aren't in the industry. Um, they're actually all surprised when I hand them a whiskey and go, right, so... Drink this. But yeah. one of the biggest things you need to do is teach them how to drink it because yeah. most of those bad experiences are from someone going here, like one of the old, the old people in the family going, hey, have a whiskey, it'll put hair on your chest. Yeah. Um, and they neck it down, they get the fumes in their face um, yep. Yep. and it becomes a negative experience. Yep. So yep. we need to teach them how to breathe in and breathe out, roll it across your tongue, um, swallow as you breathe out, and there's a whole heap of different ways that you can show them how to do it. Also, nosing a glass will get your brain ready for the alcohol content mm-hmm. um, yeah. and sets your olfactory centre up for it, and that is one of the biggest things we can teach them. Sniff it four times before you drink it. If I'm not, if it, That is the basic thing that I give them, and then sit slowly. Yeah, basically slow down. I'll give you a little story. You'll, you'll love this, Alex. So um, I had a 95-year-old woman um, that was in my shed. Did you meet my grandma? No, that's, that's why I'm telling she's, you. She's I, 95. I think I think I could I could uh, think there'd be a relationship here. You relate to this. So this little yeah. old lady comes in, right, with with her her family, and uh, she goes, "Okay, would you like to try whiskey?" And she goes, "No, no, dear, I don't I don't drink whiskey." And it's like, oh, "Okay, okay." I convinced her. I said. Can I give you just a little wee small amount, right? And just put it in, in your mouth, right? And forget it's whiskey. Forget it's whiskey. Just think about what taste sensations there are. And what? do you like it or, or, or not? And she she did that. It was 62.7%, right? She held it in her mouth for a while. She swallowed it. And then she went, that's really good. I really like that. And then I said, well, that's, that's a whiskey, and that's actually a cask-strength whiskey. It's basically straight out of the barrel. And you could see her brain was connecting everything, and, and she, she basically was all excited, and she goes, well, I'm going to go off and, and start to explore whiskeys now at 95. Get it, girl. Yeah. So I, when people do that, we have those sort of experiences in, in the shed. Um, it would have gone both ways, though, Crafty. You gave her 60-something percent alcohol on her first taste. I was very, very careful how I did it with it. It was a very, very small amount. It was, it was just yeah. like a bit on the, on the tongue sort of thing. But uh, and and Todd, you've had similar experiences in the shed. You know, people come in and you, and you walk them through it. Um, 
And the first thing you do is, one of the things I find is some people are really embarrassed. And you'd find this too, I imagine, Alex, in, in the bar. They go, I don't know anything about whiskey. I don't know what to ask for. And you've got to break through that, you know, bullshit. It's like, forget about that. You know, there's no right or wrong way. It's, it's just, let's, let's just have a, an experience and see where it goes. Well, we created a, uh, an app uh, as our whiskey menu. Yeah. Um, for our restaurant, uh, for all of our restaurants and bars, so they each have one. Uh, right. And it is live uh, at all times with what bottles are on the back bar. Sometimes we'll get caught out in service that there might be one that we burn um, and then it's still on the list. But through that, um, you can actually go through your full flavour wheel, take you through our favourites, so the ones that we top pick, um, and then you can browse up to 500 or, say, Boilermaker House in Melbourne, a 1,000 whiskies on that app. Um, and that is actually how, and we've got we've got catalogued nearly two thousand eight hundred whiskies in that app database. You can even go into some distillery facts on some of them, the ones that we do have the stills facts for. Um, so from that app, I feel that because of how comfortable everyone is with technology, even my ninety five year old grandma, who teaches computer classes to old people. Um, yeah, good on her. Uh, people are very comfortable with technology right now. So handing them that app rather than looking at a whiskey back bar and them not knowing where to even start with all the labels, yeah. um, they sit there and they'll play with it and yeah. they'll work out where they want to go and flavour profiles and, oh, let's look at the, geog the geographical map and scroll through America or in Scotland. Um, and that's, I think, been a great way of approaching whiskey where we are. Mm -hmm. Because that's a that's a interesting thing when whenever I've gone into a, a whiskey bar and you see the wall of bottles and labels that you can't really see them in the dark uh, mood lighting of the bar. Um, they all look intriguing, but how do you like this is you can't pick them? So then how would I, I'm a new distiller, I've got my uh, whiskey, I want to put it into a bar. How yeah. do I stand out amongst the crowd? There's one simple answer to all of this. Get your bartenders knowing what the hell they have on their back bar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I walk into a whiskey bar and it's dark and it's dingy, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to walk up to a bartender and I'm going to go, what's new? What are you excited about right now? Yep. Mm -hmm. You've always got to trust that bartender especially if you're daunted with a whiskey experience, they yeah. sit there and <sighs> I talk about car strength monsters. Um, we have what I call knowledge monsters uh, in the bar industry. And some of these people, me, my, myself included in this, have been so obsessed with the liquids on our back bar that we know every single thing. So sometimes we get into distilleries and we know more facts about the distillery than the person taking us through a distillery. Yeah. Um, so get hold of your bartenders. That'll one take a put a, put a personal um, connection with it. Two, they'll know where to guide you. Um, they'll know what they're excited about. They'll also give you the stuff that, for example, distillers and brand ambassadors have taught them of what it, where it works best or who it would work best with. So the first thing you do, even if you have a brand to put on a back bar, you walk in and you let a bartender try it. Yeah. And you talk to the bartender about it. And I know this sounds shit, but you sell it to a bartender and they're going to move that, that liquid on your back bar. 
Mm. Or you take them to distilleries across all the world and then I spend a whole time talking about those brands. <laughs> so you're a great way to get your, your, uh, your spirit on a bar. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing with like when we get sent samples and all that sort of stuff. Um, I can get a box of samples and they're great and they're wonderful. But I want to, I want to talk to the distiller. You want mm. connection. I want a yeah. connection. I want to know yeah. who the hell's making that. Yeah. And um, I remember when we were talking about um, the wattle seed through 78 degrees, yeah. um, one of the brand ambassadors brought it in to me. And I'm sitting there going, when's the wattle seed in, um, put into the mash? What's the percentage? I'm asking all of these questions and they didn't quite know. Mm. But what was the greatest thing that that brand ambassador did? He picked up the phone and he called the distiller. Yep. And put me on with the distiller straight away going, I, I can't handle her questions, but hang on. <laughs> um, he didn't tell me what it was and he didn't tell me how he did it. So, um, but that was cool. So yeah. I'm still, I'd still sell that stuff because it's such a great story around it. Um, yeah. And I had that connection. I got to talk to that person. And I think a lot of it is coming down to talking with your distillers and teaching your, teaching your bartenders. Mm -hmm. Just walk last straight week, up, they'll guide you. That's their job. Last mm. week when uh, you interviewed uh, <laughs> on Whiskey Roundtable, Chewy, and oh. he oh. was he was in deep dive mode. Okay. And you, you were just there just going. And just I'm just sitting there. I'm clapping here. Yeah, I know. Right. It was a experience. Here's the thing it, with Chewy, right? He was deep diving. It was great. I have, I know, and the boys, the other boys were like, oh, that's kind of going over my head. And I'm just like, fucking bring it, Chewy. Three swear words. Um, oh. So I have, get, get your buzzer ready, mate. Uh, I'm too slow. So I'm, just keeping, I'm just keeping track. I'm, I'm just like a ninja swear attack monster. Um, so uh, Chewy, or Stuart Morrow, uh, is the perfect example of a bartender. He has been, he has run the world's greatest whiskey bar, as I say it, which is Baxter's, for so long. And if anyone watched that live, that man deserves his place in all of the awards that he's won, in all of the reasons why Baxter's has won all those awards and why he's doing what he is right now. Because that level of knowledge, I don't think there's many people around that have that level of knowledge. And he is absolutely phenomenal. So when he sat there and spat all that he did the other day, my face was just like, get it, son. <laughs> like, that is amazing. I wanted to give him a standing ovation because that's what we need to see. That's, I don't think we need to see more of it because we've got quite a few people that are very opinionated. But the way he presented that was just from a pure knowledge base. And he studies so hard. So I've come, I've come bridesmaid to um, Stewie for quite a few years. So I'm glad he kind of left the bar industry. Um, <laughs> but no, he, he's definitely someone I really look up to, um, especially with where he is now. Cool. Hey, um, before, before we go any further, so Rachel McNeil, a very good friend of ours, uh, she said, need to go, guys. She's met you virtually, Alex. That is someone, if you two get together, I think you'd have a great time. She's passionate about what she does. She's on Isla and she runs mm -hmm. the Isla Whiskey Academy. Oh, wow, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I love Isla. Isla's been one of my favourite places in the world. Fiercely independent Scotland. 
I just thought I'd throw that in, Rachel. Just spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a long way tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we are actually. We've we've had uh, had Ned oh, from Ireland. No. We've had Rachel from Scotland. That, that's great. Um, we definitely have a multinational audience at the moment. Uh, so it's we've got John Jarvis. He, he, he's trying to chime in as well. <laughs> he's he's there, John, our mate. Oh, and we got Rosemary from Black Snake. Black Snake Distillery yeah. out of Narrabri that we were talking about that Luke's drinking tonight. Oh, yeah. Love it. It was, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to meet Rosemary the other day. Mm -hmm. yeah, so let's, so let's talk about that because we're in an exclusive little club. We're we're in the the Blackgate World Whiskey Day uh, Experience Club. And you experienced it for the first time, Alex. I think it was my third one. I missed it last year. What what was your what was your take on the whole night and morning? What was what did you think of that experience? Uh, I had the greatest time. Yeah, I had the greatest time, and I am bringing an entourage next year. Yeah, <laughs> and also with all love and respect. I'm going to swear, but it's not really a swear word. You old bastards don't dance. That band was great. And I wanted to get up and dance. I'd had some whiskey. There's some stars above my head. There's some fires around. There's a Bring Scotty. Bring Scotty. Beautiful Scotty. band. Scotty yeah. And no one danced. I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to kick the legs out from your chairs next year. I'm a, I'm a white guy. I, I've got the rhythm yeah. Yeah, just keep it here. No. <laughs> That's the hitch joke, right? <laughs> my my daughter's eleven, and uh, so so Todd and I are sort of playing, and I mean playing on the fringe of TikTok right now, just little little videos and that. And uh, I was talking to Abby. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I've been advised it's a good idea, but anyway. Um, I have a TikTok. Do you? All right. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. So Abby said, how many how many followers have you got? And I go, oh, four. And that's including Todd. So you look at some of the, the, the dances that, that uh, these people are doing nowadays, these younger people. Um, fuck me. How do they move like that? There's none of this going on. It's, it's, oh, I don't know what um, You haven't delved deep enough in TikTok if you were still watching dances. No, look, I'm, like I said, right on the edge, right on the, it's like one foot in, oop, out. Yeah, it's a dangerous track for you with TikTok oh. at the moment. Well, so what are you, what, what's on yours? What was your last tick or talk? Oh, I, I have, I follow so many cowboys. Um, uh, and meat and whiskey, uh, like Distiller Chris from Nonesuch uh, yeah. has like 200,000 followers or something like that. he's gone nuts. He's gone um, crazy. So there's a couple of distillers. There's a couple of whiskey people, um, uh, all the cowboys. I like <laughs> farming, farm talk, um, witch talk. That's a little bit of fun. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about fucking TikTok. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it's just if you're still watching the like dances thing, crafty, you got to go further. Put in I some hashtags. Started. Yeah, stop liking all the girls in bikinis, man. No, it's not me. <laughs> it's, it's I'm there for Chris. I, I, I follow Chris, 
And Chris is everywhere on TikTok. And I like, I, yeah. I really love how he explains things to people. Uh, and he's, yeah. he's doing a fantastic job. He really yeah. is. Well, I did, I did talk to him about sure. going on Whiskey Roundtable just before he was leaving, uh, just before he was moving house. And then yeah. he had the baby and all of that. But yeah. I'd love to get him on just to see how social media has changed his life. Oh, massively. Yeah. Massive. Man, and he's going to run. He's going to run out of whiskey soon. Well. Sorry. Rex is on as well now. Yeah. His I, dad. He... I can't. I can't deal with the, the hate and the um and the bullshit that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on social media too much. Yeah. Um, I tend to post a photo and walk the fuck away from it. And um, I, I don't care about people say, oh, yes, of course you care. But I don't have a lot of followers. I just I like posting my stuff and my life. And if you want to come along for the road, go for it. But mm. the hate that goes on on social mm. media is just, especially mm. in some of the groups, um, it really upsets me. And we oh, just don't need that. And it stops people putting themselves out there. And, yeah. I mean, I don't talk about my TikTok because it's basically a, a reflection of my Instagram with some of the videos and all of that. Um, yeah. There's no there's no dancing crafty. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, under but, a blood moon. <laughs> under a blood moon. No, sh that, that stuff won't go on Instagram. Hell no. Um, <laughs> it's, it definitely get, it gets kept clean. Thank you. Uh, I'm a female in whiskey. You can't do that and keep, like, um, really incredibly professional if um, if, you, if you're getting it out on Instagram. So there's no – actually, I lie. There is one naked photo on Instagram. Yeah? Yeah, I'm in a barley field. Uh, well, okay, oh, and the lighting that was sounds very you can't, you can't see shit, <laughs> so you can just see just someone with their arms up, and I'm way down the paddock, butt yeah. ass naked. My partner took the photo of me, um, and yeah, so there is a nudie photo, but it is like you can't see anything, you just see this white <laughs> out of this green field, so yeah, white, white butt. This, no, it's a whole white. Are you kidding me? I've been buried in a basement at Mjolnir for four and a half years. There is no timelines here. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, people have already found it. Oh, James saw it when I posted it. <laughs> and, yes, the boots are on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, I, I just I hate the hate online. Um, yeah, that's one of the yeah. things that I can't stand. Um, we all have opinions. What do they say? We all have opinions like assholes. Um, no, yeah. So no, I just, I if you like it, share it. If you don't like it, yeah. shut up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut yeah. Look, I'll give you a good example of what you're talking about. So with the with the recent uh, budget, there was an announcement on, on excise relief for uh, the I, yeah, and, <laughs> and it's a it's a great thing for... For the industry, mm -hmm. right? And the idea behind it is is to grow the industry. So, yeah, if I take for example what, where we are at Craftworks, we have a part time cellar door which basically revolves around Tom. me 
Todd. Todd does all the work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks. I've been there now, Crafty. I know how shit operates. I was busy. <laughs> you don't have to be around the shed too long, really, do you? No, I was there a lot longer than Crafty was. <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm surprised he didn't give you a anyway, room and tell you to start working. So the Pope was Bill Lark on the, the front of a, of a newspaper article Saying this is great for me, right? And it was it was a really nice piece. Seventy five percent of the posts are attacking distillers and saying, "Well, now you can lower your prices, and now you can go into bigger bottles." And it was just brutal. And nothing had actually officially been announced by the government at that point. And it was like, guys, slow down. This is about trying to build a sustainable business and grow a business. Mm. And like for us, for example, you know. This now means that we can actually probably employ people. We can employ someone local to run the cellar door so I can stay on my phone, I can continue to talk to people, and Todd can have a break. That's what it's about. So, oh, yeah, yeah so absolutely. Um, I mean, were just the, whole, the whole description in those groups mm. gives the kind of guesswork what it should be. We're talking appreciation society, lovers yeah. Australia, yeah. We're not talking haters, Australia. No. Um, we're not talking about not appreciating Australia. I agree. Um, and this is the thing. I just, you don't see it being industry people. And this is where I ask consumers that we love your opinion, we want your feedback, but these are people's livelihoods. These are people that are out there giving it a go, trying to make some beautiful fucking whiskey for you to drink. Yeah. If you don't like it, then keep it to yourself. You missed that swear word, Luke. I'm disappointed in no, you. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> um, but it's everyone's trying to make some great whiskey. If you don't love it, yeah. someone else might love it. Mm. So yeah. I just I think that it, the the working working word is in the title: appreciation, lovers. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, here, here, here. I, I agree. It's a conversation I have with, with fellow distillers and we look at it and we go, what the fuck? You know, we're, we're, we're whiskey appreciation, uh, appreciators. We're whiskey lovers. So, so, so we get that side of it. And when, when things just go feral, you go, this is not what it's about. It, it doesn't make sense. The, I just realised you're putting my swears up. Hit the buzzer. Come on, six swears. Come on. Come on. Where's your sound effect? You downloaded it tonight. Uh, I tried. I tried. My are are you ready? Do you want me to do it for you? <gasps> Go for it. Go. Where's the thing? Yeah. Are you, are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> Neither was I. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. Because um, I know she's still watching. Um, yeah, look, I just, it's the same thing in all industries. It's not just whiskey. It's the same no. thing with online. Um, you, I just think that you should behave online like we would behave in person. Now, if you're a right dick in person, there you go, put that to seven. If you're a right, yeah, if you're an, a, a lovely not nice person, in person, then I get it. 
but I think that we need to stay off computers and um, if we are, we're sharing our positive experiences and if you don't like it, then I don't think that we need to share that stuff. Why because can't we all just get along? Why can't we all just be nice? And yeah, it, do you know what? You can turn around and say, that whiskey's not for me, which is yeah. exactly what it is. It's not for you. Yeah. But I guarantee you I've probably liked it. I mean, you don't like Jack and I got you in trouble for that. I'm like collecting Jack <laughs> at the moment. Um, but... That's just how I feel. I also feel that we have some, as I mentioned before, cast strength monsters in Australia. Um, and I, for the future of Australia, I'd love to see that not be so cast strength, but that also means that we need to get our stores up because that is not going to happen with all this single cask release. And that, that's, where, that's where we are in our infancy. It's an evolution. It's an yeah. absolute evolution. Not, not many distilleries can release core, core releases. No. Yeah. So this will be, this is the start. And I know that our start's been going for 20, 20 years, 20-something, 20 30 years. Um, yeah, but it's not, not a strong point years. after some Talisker. Um, but we're still in our infancy. So when we start getting to um, people expanding, and I think these tax breaks is where people need to realise that's not going to drop the price of whiskey. It's going to mean that we can actually build an industry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I agree. And if you're worried about your hip pocket, there's some, there's some cheap, wonderful whiskies for you. Um, and I believe that a lot of distilleries are releasing smaller bottles so everyone can actually get a taste. Um, that's, a, that's a really cool thing to do. There's a lot of experimentation going on too, which I, I personally love. You know, I, I'm personally more influenced by what's going on in America than what's going on in, in Scotland. Um, I started with a Scottish, you know, drinking scotch and, and that opened my eyes and I went down the rabbit hole. And there are some really interesting things going on in Scotland, but America and how they've taken, how craft brewers en masse have gone, we've got a brewery, fuck me, we just need a still and we can make whiskey. And they've got a deep appreciation of the malts and a deep appreciation of fermentation and apply that. Yeah, I know, I, I know, I know, I know. I know. Westwood's uh, stout I cask. Know. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. That there, this one, Which one this bottle. Oh, yeah. This one. Yeah. It's actually one of the first bottles that was ever brought to Australia and it came in a suitcase. Yeah. So oh. this was even before it was released. That's the American 750ml bottle. Nice. Wow. So, um, I don't know, I want to open it, but, you know, I'll kind of keep it. Hold as it up to the camera. Show it off. Oh, it's just uh, that way. They have really nice yeah. branding too, don't they? Sorry? They have really nice branding. Like They've all just changed the branding now. It looks, the bottles are really swished now. Mm. Um, but I do have a lot of that. I even have their rum cask, which I haven't opened yet, but I tried in the distillery. It was amazing. Um, but I agree with you, Crafty, on the American single malt scene. Yeah. I think, um, like Scotland, the the bourbon scene uh, is fairly tied up. But what they're doing with single malt over there is pretty fucking exciting. Yeah, it is. I'm up to eight now. Can you keep up, Luke, please? Yeah, come on. Yeah, okay. Luke. You have to, get, you <laughs> you have to be reminded about how many. You're not doing your job right. Todd <laughs> is now the official swearer keeper. Well, right. I've, got no, I've got no control over putting things up. You've got oh, you to as well. You can make noise with your mouth. I'm adding another one to myself. Then. 
Todd, can you go Auga? Just go Auga for a second. <laughs> Auga. Auga. There we are. There we are. That's the sound every time someone swears. Todd's got another job. Great. You got you got two segments now. You you've got your two seconds of fame question, and you're now the official soundboard. By, by the next episode, it'll be down to one second of fame, by the way, because it started off at seven, I think. So the way I see it, I've got the highest number on that. That means I win. Winner. And the prize is? Chicken dinner. <laughs> uh, the prize is you You actually have a, an engagement which you've got to head off to. Very. I do. I am going to a very fancy whiskey event tonight at 9 o'clock at some swanky hotel in um, sorry, Hills. It's for the launch of Grand Cru, um, which is Ooh, the new Glenfiddich. Yeah, yeah nice. nice. With my WBFF, which is my whiskey BFF, Ross Blaney. So I am off to an event. But I can take one last question if you got one. All right. Well, let's uh, turn it over to Todd. Todd, Todd on the spot. Well, Todd, Todd, on the bus again. What is it, Todd? Go. What, what can you say to Crafty to make him swear? <laughs> it doesn't do much. <laughs> hey, Crafty, put some water in your whiskey. No, this is, yeah, no, oh, okay, 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 hold on. <laughs> two seconds, two seconds. I know what I can say, but you guys took it off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Work in progress, but we think it's going to be around there. I can't say that. No, you can't. I am 254.5%. What's that? Crafty, it needs more water. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Crafty, it needs more water. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. No, nah, not yet. Well, not yet. Maybe <laughs> I, I am three, but we've got to get really creative on the naming of three. Okay. So, yeah. Question for you. Have, for you done, have you done tastings at 46%? Yes. Yes? Yes. Yep, we have a well. We have a release capity which is forty-seven percent. That's our cellar door. Mm -hmm. That's our that's our entry. Try this; It'll give you a taste of Craftworks. Um, mm -hmm. We will go lower. A lot depends on the casks and the flavor profile and and, and what we're trying to achieve. But um, I I personally fifty to fifty-four is where I like to float. Fuck okay. through our swarm. <laughs> did I did I just achieve? Todd? Yeah, you did. I just swore. Did I, Come on. Did I just achieve that? I did. You did. You yes. did. You got, you got I'm joking, Crafty. I love your whiskey the way it is. <laughs> I'm serious. I just knew that that would wind you up your car strength one stuff. Thank you. <laughs> you like it strong. Yeah. All right. You got to go, Alex. I do. I just want to say a big thank you to you guys taking me in during Blackgate, you, um, the hey, distillery. It was a pleasure. That was so lovely. Your whole family, everyone just took me in and I had such a wonderful time with you guys and getting to know you all really well. Um, and I really appreciate it because you, you guys made my experience. I mean, Janice and Brian, like the way that I was put up and everything was just beyond. Um, but you guys hey, made you that. Had you, I had a room. I didn't have to sleep in a tent. Um, I was treated like quite the princess. But I just want to say thank you for you guys taking me in. Um, and I love that. It was just such a wonderful time. You have such great crew around you. And I met the amazing support, the crafty support crew. <laughs> and you're all wonderful. And I just want to say a big thank you. And thanks for having me on. I know I'm not a distiller, but I am a distiller fangirl. And um, 
I'm going distilling. Sorry? You're a mover and groover. I'm a mover and groover. I'm just <laughs> fucking tired. That's what I am. Um, but, yeah, Got I'm off to distilling. Beluga. That was probably um, I'm off distilling. So I'll be off um, distilling at Kalara uh, in Hobart oh, for a little bit. You're going to and see Christy and you're doing um, I, uh, yeah. dark mofo. And she's right. um, she's doing whiskey at the moment. So I'll get to play with the stills. And, um, yeah, I'm really Ooh, looking forward to it. Cool. Nice. Well, well, hopefully the next time we see you will be in the shed, Alex. Come up, come on down back to the shed. It's only a couple of hours to you, so that's not a, that's not a it's not hard. that's not unachievable. The main thing is just crafty being there when you get there. No, yeah. I'll, I'll hand over to Todd. Todd does all the work, supposedly. <laughs> Todd, do you want me to come work for you for a day? Oh yes, please come and help me this weekend. I've got a lot of stuff to do this weekend. Yeah, sure, Todd, you got a lot to do, mate. You better hurry up. <laughs> He's going to be out the back talking to someone, and I'll be. In the shed. I've got a new phone, an iPhone 12. It does so much more. So imagine how much time it's going to take for him to learn that this weekend. <laughs> we already got a preview of that before we get went on live. <laughs> Guys, thank you, thank you so much for letting me shoot the shit with you. Love to you, Andrew. I know you're just coming on. And he <laughs> says you've got a gig. Take in care, room. guys. Youngie's yeah. on. You're around, Alex. <laughs> See ya. All right, we've got a special guest, but he needs to turn his camera on. <laughs> He's young E, you need to turn your camera on, mate. We can't yeah. see you. See the top of his head again? Uh, no, we've got we're seeing nothing here. No, nah, none of that. No. Nah. All right, uh, are you there? there? Somewhere. Andrew, we yeah, can, can, see... can you hear me? Yeah, we, we can, can hear you. There you are. Really can't see you. We'll Bugger sums okay. it up. Turn your camera on, mate. Oh, mate, how do I do that? No <laughs> idea. And I'll pack you on to local nerd. <laughs> you hit the camera button. Yep. Okay, I'm hitting it. Yeah, you got him? Do yep. you have a camera? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got steam power. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not swearing enough. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, okay. That's all right. We will, we will imagine you. All right, all right, let's no. do that, hey? Okay, so, guys, the reason why Andrew's on, so Andrew is a good friend of uh, me personally. There he goes, I think. There we go. Yeah. No, no. Very briefly. We've got, a, we've got a circle. That's a good start. It sort of looks like Andrew. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew, Andrew is... Um, I class him as one of my mentors. Uh, Andrew and I talk a lot uh, about casks and we're doing some uh, interesting projects coming forward and I've got a lot of Andrew's super casks and they're a foundation for I Am, which is one of our, our releases. But the reason why Andrew is on is because Andrew is a big supporter of uh, our channel. Uh, Aussie Crafter still is shooting the shit and... Yep, he's um, he's offered something which is very, very special. Um, Andrew runs a day in the cooperage. For those who don't know, Andrew is the master cooper, uh, has a, uh, a cooperage at the back of Stepfield's uh, winery, and he's been in the industry for a long time. So Andrew does um, experiences at the, uh, at, the, at the shed, at the cooperage, and he has offered us one free day for someone at the cooperage 
uh, you walk away with a barrel that you had personally made and you learn a lot about wood and coopering skills. And he's offered it to us at Aussie Craft Distillers Shooting the Shit. And we're taking that as a prize. That's worth $2,000, people, $2,000. So it's not significant. He's offered it to us. And uh, so we've said, okay, if we can get our channel up to 800 followers, once we do that, we will select one person and they will be given that prize. But there's a bit more to it than that. So, Andrew, you there, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, uh, I'm crafting it, uh, guys. Everyone, I'm, I'm bloody excited. But So can I swear, get the swear jar up, get it happening? Yeah, go, go fucking yeah, okay. go it. Oh, fuck it, that's good. Okay, that's, <laughs> we're off to a good start. Okay, so you boys are coming over for Cooper for a day. You've already announced that uh, prize. That's all locked in. We're ready to go. You've yep. got some bloody nerd there by the name of Luke. Is that right, yeah. Crafty? Yeah, he's we, a bit of a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Do we, break, do we break it to him? Yeah, do it, mate. Luke, you listening? Yes. Yeah, brother, you're going to have to. You're going to have to muscle up, son, because you're part of the package on that day. Whoa. You're coming. You're coming to the Coobridge. You're part of the package that day. So uh, eat your weedies, son. Get the sweat happening. You'll be coming over. We're going to show you what uh, a real Coobridge is about. Um, you'll have a lot of fun. You're going to meet a top chef, Owen Andrews. I'll explain to you, I'll explain to you why, why I particularly use a chef in my barrel industry. Um, a chef understands flavour. He's left yeah. field. And he's right on it. And don't you smile too much, Todd, because we're gonna you're gonna have to sweat it out too when you come over. So I want uh, to get one free. Yeah, that's right, boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've had that's a hell of a wicked. week. We we've had a hell of a week this week. We are so bloody excited. You wouldn't believe it. It um when it rains it pours. I'll give you an example. This week we found, or when I say found, um, we're pretty excited. You can probably tell by my voice. Uh, a local here in the Brossa Valley has come to me and they've got not one set, three full sets of coopering tools. They uh, were originally in the family, one still wrapped in brown paper, never Ooh. seen the light of day. Okay. That's three sets. We've just done some filming with Carbotech Australia with an alliance there for uh, people that want to make their own barrels in the future. Saw that. And, yep. and, and now the biggest news of all that we're happy with uh, we did some filming with the South Australian government to support the, the craft uh, whiskey industry and the alcohol industry in general. That gets released on Tuesday. The uh, state government are happy. And now uh, we don't want to say too much yet, but uh, the feds are now interested. So we're going to take this thing Australia-wide. And wow. uh, we're really, really happy. So incremental wow. steps and every step we take, we're doing it slowly, but it'll be done properly. Yeah. So it sounds it sounds good. It's an exciting time. You must be excited about what's going on in the industry. Um, well, we're we're excited, and and we know there's going to be more Coobridges that come on the line. And yep. I wouldn't be at all surprised in the next five years if there's another four or five startups, and we're going to be here to support those guys. Uh, we don't care if it's black or blue. We're here to support the whole industry. Uh, yep. We've got Rod, as I said, we've got Rodney Schultz. So when you boys come over. And you'll be working with Rodney and just him alone, 52 years in the trade, boys, 52 wow. Wow. years. Yeah. The guy the guy is a gun, absolute gun. Yeah. 
That's now, what's, what's, what's good and what people need to appreciate is this sort of thing is great for the industry because the idea of apprenticeships and, and getting back to having cooperages with apprentices and things, you know, this is a growth industry. This is an exciting industry. And as a craft distiller, I can tell you firsthand, we hold so much and uh, what we do, respect and, and understanding of working with, with the cooperers. They, if we don't have good cooperers and we don't have good barrels, we don't make good whiskey. That's mm. it. It's as simple well, as that. It well, doesn't matter whole, how yeah, good yeah. it is. If you don't have mm. good wood, you don't have good whiskey. Well, the other thing that we're aiming to do, of course, is we, when we've started this journey five years ago, we want to do more than just sell you a barrel. Uh, mm. You know, it's, it's more. this is more than just selling you a barrel. This is a whole journey through your your whiskey adventure and we're there yep. with you to uh yeah through the through the tough times as well and and we won't mention names crafty but you know who i helped out this week yeah that's the sort of thing that's the sort of thing that we do uh and and the guy by, by the way Mookie, hey youngie's up to three swears and you haven't he gets a free bar well i'm trying i'm trying my hardest boys i know <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. know the, the only time I really swear is when you, when you hit your finger with a hammer, and I think that's justified. And yeah. uh, we we have a saying in the brossa, and it goes to wine, and now it goes to whiskey. Uh, little but often, so a little whiskey but often. Yeah. So that's uh, you know it, it's mm. life is good, guys. It's how you embrace it and what you do. Absolutely, uh, you know, immensely well, exciting. Keep it up. Keep making those barrels. Keep toasting. Keep charring and keep you know putting them out there because there's um, you know with the with the breaks uh, with the uh, taxation and with the excise uh, that have been announced by the uh, federal government, you know the industry mm. is going to grow. It's going to employ people. It's going to be sustainable uh, and it's exciting for all of us. Well, and you made a very interesting. Be proud of. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You you made an interesting comment before though. Um, I think you said something along the lines about the the taxation and people were saying uh, perhaps the whiskey is going to be cheaper and downsizing the bottles. Well, uh, I'll just say this nicely: um, you know, you don't, you, you know, you uh, if you're going to buy a good product, you got to pay for it, and that's as simple as that. Yeah. And no shortcuts in life. No shortcuts. No. 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 Craft is still looking forward to coming down there, Andrew. Well, oh, yeah. you, I am the Cooper boys. You bloody muscle up, Todd, because you're going to need it. And Luke, uh, I reckon we'll call him Lucky Luke. How's that? And, These uh, hands are ready, ready to go. <laughs> nah, guys, it's it's a hell of an industry, and uh, it's all about working together and supporting one another. I'm going to leave you boys to it. Thanks, that's what, That's you. what's on offer. Um, and I and I just before you go, Aussie Craft Distillers shooting the chit, shit. Guy, we're building the channel. Our target is 800. Um, it's growing, it's got momentum. We've got a lot of Australian distillers and maltsters and international distillers we're going to be talking to. Uh, this is a wild tiger and we're going to ride it. And people like you, Andrew, you're a big part of it. You know, we've interviewed you in the past and we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, spread the word, mate. And uh, I thank will, you I will. for the of the channel. I'll get one last question for you, Crafty and Todd, uh, together. Luke, uh, you reckon he can? You reckon he can cut it? You reckon he'll make the day? You reckon he'll? Because uh, I tell you what, we're going to do. I'll let him know right now. We might, Luke. How? Would you, 
Luke, how would you like to make an oval? Ooh. Ooh. That sounds hard. All right. So, you know. Yeah, Mine's that's what going to start is. off as I'm in. the most round one to end up oval. Yeah, well, you know, it's yeah, pretty easy to make a box. You know, as long as you don't end up making a box, we'll be right. But there you go, Luke. We'll, we'll do an oval for you. How's that sound? Beautiful. Wow. All right, lie. boys. Take right, care. Guys. Take care. Thank Bye. You, Thanks, Andy. Thanks, See you, mate. Take it easy. See you soon. All right. So there it is, people. Um, yeah, one yeah. lucky person. Subscribe below. Subscribe below. We want to build this channel out. And wherever the button is, just click the damn button. Yeah, click yeah. the damn button. And so people understand, you know, yes, I'm in craft works, and yes, I am craft works, and Todd's craft works. Luke's not. Mm -hmm. But this is not about craft works. This shooting the shit is very much about telling stories uh, mm -hmm. from people in the industry, uh, predominantly Australian craft distillers. That's who we who we want. But we're you know we've interviewed like Andrew, who's a Cooper. We're going to be interviewing Transwood down in Tassie. Dave, uh, we're going to be interviewing uh, Stu Wycross from Voyager Craft Malts shortly. Uh, we're going to be interviewing American distillers. We've got lined up some Scottish distillers. Um, this is and you all can also go through our uh, our previous interviews with uh, with Ned over in in, in Ireland, uh, yep. with Rachel over in Isla. Yep. Um, yeah, we're we're everywhere. And it's a platform, um, predominantly for Australians. We're trying to get people to understand uh, what's going on out there. So, um, you know, a good example, we're going to be interviewing uh, Peter Bignall. Uh, Peter Bignall is a, he's the mad professor in our industry, uh, respected by every craft distiller that I know uh, and, and really helpful. And so... Yeah, people like that we're going to be talking to. Uh, talking to Alex tonight was was fascinating mm -hmm. because Alex is giving a point of view um, and helping distillers and saying what you need to do to get your product onto bars. Um, we're really excited about it and we're going to continue it. And even if there's just one follower, we're going to continue. And Rosemary, I forgot about that. Thank you, Rosemary. So, yeah, uh, Black Snake Distillery. Oh. We're going to be talking to that conversation. I want to go out there and, and that's and, yeah, I want to go out there and actually hack up some some agave, put it in the earth, uh, the earth oven, and well, perhaps, just go through the process, or string a bit of chicken inside the still whilst they're making it. That's incredible. Tell you what, you book a minibus, bring a crew out. That'll be it. That'll be awesome. Yeah, uh, Rosemary, absolutely. That the bottle is open. Um, I have been restrained tonight because it is Moorish, mm -hmm. absolutely Moorish. All right, I'll try it when I come back next week. I'm looking forward to it. Well, if I've actually got, road, road. I got maybe my Black, maybe Black Snake should be our first road trip. Oh yeah, yeah, that could be good. We could do that. That'd anyway, we're we're revving on, guys. It's, yeah, it's we are. One, 110, it's time to say goodnight to everyone. Yeah. Guys, I hope you all enjoyed it. It's Crafty signing out. It's Brady Bunch number two and number three signing out. Thank you all. And, Thank you. Uh, and next next week, well, in two weeks, we're looking forward to another exciting installment of Todd's Two Seconds of Fame. And 
We'll see where we go. And he's now the official sound machine for Luga. And so next week we're talking. We're we're trying to talk to Bill again, aren't we? No. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Before we go, sorry. So uh, not we'll bring some swears. Coming the week after, Bill McHenry. Uh, we had a failed attempt. I'm ready to go. Didn't quite happen. So Bill's dead keen to do it. We're dead to, keen to do it. So yeah, that's our first one for what are we in yep. now? June. So yeah. June. Yeah. Um, and then um, we're not too sure on the next one, but um, we'll line it up. Could be Dan Woody. Anyway, cool. There you go. I'm not saying. I'm just saying it's out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> cheers, guys. All right. Cheers, guys. Have a cheers. good one. Slime.